Hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Merry early Christmas and happy holidays to whatever awesome winter holidays you celebrate this time of the year. Welcome to Big Screens and TV Streams, live from the Grand Forks Best Source Studios. I'm Dale, and, we, and after a couple of themed episodes, we're back to a regular episode for at least th- this one. Uh, we'll be back, we have another one here I'll give you a, a nice little tee up for in two weeks. Uh, uh, but uh, more on that in just a little bit. But joining me to my left uh, is the one, the only, Victor. Welcome. Hey, guys. Always always great to be here. And, man, so, and also I got to say, for if I don't see you guys, you know, happy holidays, happy new year, of course. Um, it's a festive time of year, so I hope you got your cocoa, your chestnuts, and pretty much whatever, you know, stockings you can hang over the fire and uh, just enjoy this news. Is your, is your place all decked out right now for Christmas? Right now Trees, it is. stockings, my, everything? My family's house is, so we're getting ready for the festive season of course and don't forget that it's snowing among us right now yeah. as you can see people we're, watching the video version we got a nice festive background if you haven't noticed we are like outside you know these festive you know this time of year and the lights are dimming uh with beauty and wonder as you can see it's like we're being in a wes anderson movie right now so oh, this is just wonderful so oh, if it was a wes anderson movie we'd have all kinds of five-star transition effects with cameras there and all that like and, only he can and the panning would be yeah amazing. the panning oh. oh man that that man can that guy pan <laughs> i know seriously God, i love him and that. and finally joining me across from me is producer paul bah humbug bah humbug <laughs> Speaking of, uh, <laughs> I, I have one retro. We got a lot of good stuff on the show today. I, I guess speaking about Humbug, I'm going to be doing a mini review for a holiday classic that Paul turned me on to that was available on Paramount Plus right now, Scrooged. And, uh, and then also uh, we're going to be reviewing Leave the World Behind. Uh, Paul and I are going to have our takes on Godzilla Minus One. I'm sure Victor has a lot more to say, too. And also uh, Finest Kind, uh, another movie on Paramount Plus. So all kinds of good stuff on the show today. And uh, we... We want to see what you guys have to say in the live chat. If you want, we want to hear what you have to say about this holiday season, favorite Christmas movies, or just any of the movies and shows we're covering today. Join us in the live chat by searching GFBS on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch to chime away, or call or text us at 701-213-0863. So, without out of the way, one other programming note. Uh, going into the new year here, this will be our last episode on Wednesdays at 1 p.m., uh, going into the new year, shifting the schedules around a little bit, we're going to be live every other Thursday at 1 p.m. And that's going to be a heck of an episode to kick off the new year with because it's going to be our annual Top 10 Movies of the Year Spectacular as well. In addition, it's, it's our two-year anniversary of the show, Big Screens and TV Streams. So still, big, big applause. I still can't believe it, you guys, because, man, like I said, being a part of this, you know, uh, it was so awesome. Like, if you guys were with us that other anniversary, because that's the first one I got to be a part of, it was phenomenal. We had a live band here. We had cookies that were in the shape of GFBS, well, that, of course. Uh, one minor correction. That was the GFBS three-year anniversary, not the big screen's two-year anniversary. Well, not the two-year, yeah. but that was that was the first, like, ever anniversary I was a part of. Oh, you know, right. Being, uh, that's why I said it. it was the first one. But it was the three-year anniversary, and it was so awesome, you guys, because we had a live band. We yeah. had GFBS cookies, and they were really, really good. They were provided by our lovely bakers over at he- Oh Heaven's Cakes, 
because you guys got to check them out. Yeah. And man, it was just so awesome. Like everybody was here, everybody was rocking yeah. and it was just, and I, and I honestly, I wanted to have the party like last forever. Yeah. And of course. Like, People look that up. The GFBS three year anniversary bash. That was quite the, quite the lineup of shows we had that day. So, but yeah, uh, two weeks on, uh, now every other Thursday, January 4th, our two year anniversary special top 10 movies of the year. Have you guys been getting your movies ranked and been doing your prep work? Not or, yet. Or are you guys planning to try and watch at least a few, a few more movies before the end of the year, before that episode, January 4th, you got like, Oh, I got to see I'm, this. I'm going to do it the morning of, Morning up your rankings, yeah. That's gonna, probably what I want to do. I'm gonna try to get as much as I can. <laughs> try to get as much as I can. There's yeah. a lot of movies, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm gonna try to get as much as I can. So. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I, I keep a log of how many movies I watch a year. I'm a, just a little behind on the movies I usually watch a year at. So I'm like, oh, I need to. I want. I want to break the hundred mark. I'm, I'm about. I'm about a dozen movies shy of a hundred this year. Mm-hmm. Usually, I just break the hundred mark each year. So that's my favorite. Favorite show. Yeah, is doing the top ten. You know, either we're and usually we're we're kind of all in agreement there to uh, like uh, we uh, we usually have a little bit of crossover or we're like hey good pick good pick but usually there's at least like a couple picks on each of our lists where we're like death stares at each other. <laughs> uh, we got some classic examples from prior years. Look at our 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 one our one year anniversary show and our initial our very first episode for those rankings. But uh, I guess before we dive too far into the things here, we gotta make sure to give a shout out to our first sponsor. Speaking of movies, River Cinema Fifteen and the Shire Bar and Grill. Make them your next dinner and a movie destination. They're both located in the River Mall in East Grand Forks. You can either dine inside the movie memorabilia packed restaurant, The Shire, or take your meal to go to the movie you're attending if you want to mix it up from the usual popcorn fare. Some of this week's featured attractions are Wonka, The Boy and the Heron. Heron? How do you say it, Victor? I'm sorry. I know what I'm saying. I, I keep getting that mixed up a little bit. The that, that animated one. Oh, uh, The Boy is. I think it is the boy in the hair, and so you, okay. you are correct. You are. Godzilla minus one we'll be talking about uh, here a little bit. Napoleon's still playing. All kinds of movies are still playing at the River Cinema 15. Find the complete online listings at online at their website, rivercinema15.com. Don't forget about the Tuesday special, $5 movies all day long, and the 550 senior matinee specials on Wednesdays and Thursdays. The River Cinema has luxury recliners and expanded concessions that now serve adult beverages and it's family-owned and operated. And best of all, if you haven't already need a last-minute Christmas gift, they have a gift card special promotion going on. Now, through the end of the year, buy a $25 gift card and get a $5 voucher for concessions. What a deal. What a great combo. What a great last-minute stocking stuffer. And I looked at their hours, River Cinema 15, on, on Christmas Eve. I believe they're open till I want to say, 5 or 6 o'clock. Mm. And then on Christmas Day, they're opening a little later. I want to say 2 or 3 in the afternoon. Mm. But I know they got it on their Facebook too, for, uh, and, and their website for their Christmas hours, too, or, or just right when you walk in there so but, check with staff so. but uh for opening uh news item here victor you clued me into this one and i knew it was coming up but i didn't realize it happened so i'm glad you gave me the shout out the bat you shined the bat signal on this one to clue me mm. into this but you know we all talked about how you know jonathan majors has been in big legal trouble uh with his domestic abuse allegations and well they, they, they just had the court hearing they finally reached a verdict and the news came in uh, just a few days ago that uh, the, the actor was found guilty of reckless assault and harassment in his domestic violence uh, trial by a six-person New York City jury. Uh, majors could be looking at up to a year behind bars. The sentencing 
date will be on February 6th. Now, we all know Jonathan Majors. He played Kang, or in the movies, he was known as He Who Remains. And, uh, you know, he was in the Ant-Man and the Wasp in Quantumania earlier this year in both seasons of Loki. Yes. Uh, and, you know, this, what, the second season just wrapped up like a month or two ago, right, Victor? Not even that yeah. long ago, yeah. Well, don't forget he was in Creed. Yeah, he was in Creed. Yeah, in Creed. Well, I was like, uh, he started, yeah. And, of Creed. course, he did start yeah. off in a lot of independent movies, yeah. and he made his, of course, debut within uh, the Lovecraft country. Yeah. And well, uh, this so, was looking to be like his big breakout year up until that. It like, was. Cause, it was like three or four big movies cause, within cause like, what, d- a few d- months of each other. Because what? He was in a television show, like I said, Lovecraft uh, Country. And then, of course, he then went to Devotion, which was another big hit for him. And then he then went, as Paul said, instead with Creed. What so. was that airplane movie he did? Uh, that was Devotion. Devotion. That, yeah, yeah, that, that was, was, that was yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah I, just, I was just blanking on the name of it. Yeah. Great, great. Yeah, he was... It seemed like he was winning everyone over. And I guess he had a big movie that did good on the film festival circuit uh, called... uh uh, magazine dreams which he's playing a disturbed amateur bodybuilder but and it was picked up by searchlight it was originally going to have a december theatrical release but now in the wake of this verdict not only was this film pulled from the theatrical uh schedule from disney uh, or their uh, searchlight label but now uh after the verdict came out disney officially announced that they're removing him from the marvel cinematic universe he yeah, will not be playing him it looks like yeah, uh they cut all ties with him yeah so. yeah they're cutting all ties with this i know jonathan major's release he's gonna fight to clear his name he's he's you know he he pleaded not guilty so he's gonna just appeal this and uh so uh i know Victor, you had another thing for me. I, I, I believe Disney said they're going to recast him because this Kang character, he's supposed to be a big part of one of the major villains for the next several Marvel movies. Like another, a big Avengers movie is supposed to be face of him. He's like supposed to be this version's like uh, uh, antagonist that's like Thanos, the big bad that they got to usurp. So, uh, Victor, why don't you clue us into who the big, not, not confirmed, but the big rumor on who to replace uh, uh uh, Jonathan Majors with who happens to be another controversial figure. Now, rem- now remember everyone, this is just a rumor, so don't get too attached to it. Uh, Will Smith was supposed to be king. Now, I know that may come as a shock. Like originally, or that's the rumor to replace that, him? That was a rumor to replace him. Now, d- like I said, it's just a rumor. Don't get well, too excited about it. Victor, let me ask you a quick follow-up. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you're really plugged into a lot of the Hollywood resources. You got your finger on the pulse with the news items oh. and all that. You're really, really tuned in, plugged in. Uh, what's your gut telling you from the, from the sources you're reading from how reliable are they usually and from from multiple places that you've read this on well, if you're saying one to ten what's your gut telling you ten being i think this is going to happen uh or what where are you feeling it um i'm feeling it a little bit in the middle uh mm-hmm. about it because I, I know that like i said this is just a rumor this isn't true uh and like all rumors you know people talk people say things but you know it may not even come to fruition at this point so we like i said don't get too excited don't get overwhelmed about it because it may not even happen uh this is the same thing of what they said about him uh doing another uh what was it uh zombie movie that he did like a long time ago uh to his uh loving sequel uh to uh i can't even remember it uh, but i do know what the name is uh i am legend yeah. so they so like i said guys just like that we may get a sequel we may not so, like I said, it's just a rumor. People talk, but I feel in the middle about it right now because, again, uh, you got two controversial figures, had their time in the spotlight, and then psh, 
just like cracked it open for everyone to see of their, you know, bad behaviors. But you know what? Uh, now, what uh, Dale, of course, did not tell you guys was that because Mr. Uh, Jonathan Majors also has, uh, he's he's been doing, apparently, from inside sources, he's been doing this uh, in a lot of countries. So he like may... Like these, these type of allegations? Yeah. So he may or may not uh, be, be in a, some really deep, deep, deep shit. Other people are starting to come forward? <laughs> yeah. So uh, this isn't just the first one from his ex-girlfriend, but this is also from other girls from uh, his time in college, from his other times, uh, of course, when he came into Hollywood. I do remember hearing multiple allegations come yeah. out after the initial one there. Yeah. yeah. So he, this is now 34. So uh, now he will be... so 34 he, unique allegations? Yeah. So because... Holy it, crap. So, yes. Yeah, <laughs> so, so right now he's uh, kind of in, like I said, deep shit. So like I said, you guys, he... He may or may not get off. We we will have to see at the end of the year. So well, it's going to take a while. He's he's going to fight to clear his name. It's going to it's going to take a Herculean effort. Oh yeah, I mean this isn't going to be like a Johnny you know Depp slam dunk. You yeah. know this is going to take a lot of a lot of legal teams. He's going to go down like he did in Creed. Oh yeah, no! Well, hopefully he doesn't. <laughs> I do love that joke. Oh, that that was actually a really good one. Oh my god! Hopefully yeah. it doesn't you know go down like it did in Creed three because that that would have been really yeah. bad. But uh, we need to move things along here. We'll see how pans out and we'll keep you all posted with updates there uh, especially with the sensing they're probably on uh, in, in just over a month away here so uh, we'll see how that all turns out but we're going to kick things off with our first review of the show uh, this is tearing up netflix uh, it's been like their big uh, exclusive original movie right now uh, it's called leave the world behind and streaming exclusively on Netflix. I think it had a very limited theatrical run, uh, but it's starring uh, Julia Roberts and Ethan Hawke as the two leads, uh, the Sanfords, the parents, Amanda and Clay. And the, the synopsis for this is, a family's getaway to a luxurious rental home takes an ominous turn when a cyber attack knocks out their devices and two strangers appears at their door. Paul, I know you uh, saw this one, and, and I, I wanted to make sure to at least start it. I had some time to start it. I knew I wouldn't be able to finish it before today's show, but I'm glad I saw, like, the first third of the movie. Like, I got about 15 minutes into part two, because they make sure to say part one, part two throughout the movie as you go along, kind of like uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. Uh, but, uh, uh so, yeah, why don't you take it away? So it kind of starts off innocently enough, that family going on a, just a spontaneous vacation. Yeah, I, I didn't know what to think of this. And then I saw that, you know, it had Ethan Hawke in it. And I was like, oh, he, you know, he makes good movies. I haven't seen Julia Roberts yeah. in a while. And then that, um, is it uh, Farrah McKenzie? Is, he's the one that was in, he's been in a few movies now. Um, Farrah, oh, isn't that the daughter? Or wait, no, who am I thinking of? Or, or, Ma- Mahershala? Ali. Oh, you mean um, uh, Mah- I can't even say it. Um, I can't even say it. Dang it, Maharshal or Ali? There we go. I can't even say. It. I, yeah, I only say. Yeah, he's he's been uh, coming up an actor, but uh, honestly, I wouldn't have even watched this if I known it was produced by Obama. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it is kind of um, it, it it is a really interesting take on um, kind of if you think of it like like Red Dawn. Like a modern day Red Dawn. Where I they can't remember it. if I've seen Red Dawn or not. It's, if I have, so, it's been a long time. So, do you remember? Time. Do you remember the original one with Patrick Swayze? I, yeah, I remember the actor was. I know that was like one of. The, wasn't that like the first movie with a PG thirteen? It's basically yeah. It, it's the Soviet Union as basically raid like invades um, America and takes it over. Well, this is the kind of the same concept, but it's through cyber attacks. Um, so they they, uh, I think they drop an EMP. 
shutting down, you know, all communications. Cell phones are out, internet's out. Yep, everything. And then these people are like, they're vacationing in some guys like the Maharshala. Uh, he's Maharshala Ali. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Okay, I, that, I, well, I, so he has I this. He has a... this really, really like multi-million dollar house that he apparently he uh, Airbnbs he, it out. Airbnbs it out, and so that's where Julie Roberts and Ethan Hawke they're taking a vacation from the the city to go out oh. there, and um, so this EMP gets dropped. So I, I, there's complete chaos in the city, and they don't know what's going on because they're in this immaculate mansion in kind of the middle of nowhere. Well then, in the movie, he's known as G. H. Scott. Yeah, uh, but he comes back because he's the owner of the house, and they're like, "Why are you here?" And he and it, it just kind of escalates, and do you see all these these things unfold um, with you know all the stuff that we have is like how reliant we are on our technology, which is and, hilarious. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, they even have, like, Tesla cars that have, like, autopilot, and they're driving into each other. There's nobody, you know, driving the cars. And, uh, you know, and you don't know who the attacker is. You know, you're wondering if it's aliens. You're wondering if it's, you know, Very China. Or, yeah, so, and it's about them just trying to survive. And then, you, you know, and at the beginning of the, the movie, it's actually kind of funny because Kevin Bacon, they see him loading up his pickup with a bunch of... Oh, yeah, a bunch of water. Yeah, and also Patriot Supply, which I actually have as well. So, you know, uh, survival food. And if you don't know, that's actually a, a reference to his commercials that he films with his daughter. Like, literally, he films car commercials with his daughter. Kevin that's, Bacon does? Yeah, oh, wow. That, that's I had no idea. Did. Yeah, he does, yeah, he does it with his family. That's awesome. Nice little nice little deep cut. No, yeah, I, I only got about a third of the way in, but I really like that initial setup uh, where, yeah, it's, it's exactly like you mentioned, the very quick little flashes where you're like, all right, they, they give you just a little taste of what's going on, like a quick news flash on the TV screen early on in the movie or like uh, cyber attack causes blackout and then there what, what and then early on in the movie you have a crazy beach scene where just some i won't spoil it but just this crazy chaotic moment happened i'm like how are they going to pull this off on screen yeah, yeah and, and just seeing things unfold from there and when uh, the scots come by and present themselves as the owners it uh obviously uh julia roberts and ethan hawk's characters they're very suspicious how do we know these guys are the owners we only exchange an email for them they ask them for id and he's like oh Forgot it in my coat where I was coming from, but uh, uh, but you know it reminded me of the opening scenes from the movie Barbarian. If you remember that, where two people oh, accidentally man. double book the same Airbnb, mm-hmm. and and like should we trust each other? I got nowhere else to go. I'm in the storm. So seeing, I'm, I'm really excited to see how it unfolds from there. I only got a third of the way in, but how did you like it, Paul? Like just uh, the like just like you know raising the the question marks, keeping your your curiosity peaked. Did it, did you have that throughout the movie as it was going on? They like they just kind of it felt like me at least from the first third like they're spoon feeding us but in a good way yeah if you know if i were to say it was you know reminiscent of a, a movie it would be like an m shamalama ding dong movie <laughs> yes i like I, I am all for that uh analogy yes I, I, I unbreakable or, or like that more, his more recent one knock at the cabin yeah yeah so i did, yeah, I did they, love the ending of that movie yes. they, they just keep you in suspense of what what's going on mm-hmm. you know and and i think i think it you know i wouldn't say it's like the greatest movie on earth but i it, it was entertaining for me I, I know again only from the only just the first third i was i was like all just completely dialed in super focused and just trying to i was just just like all right take me out for this ride what's pe- little piece of the pie being uh just delivered here well, another little piece there and well the thing that's disturbing about this movie though too is you know like i said because apparently it was produced by barack obama and we we that. already have two wars going on and 
I mean, we have all this turmoil going on in the world. And so everybody is like after COVID prepping and waiting for, you know, the U.S. to get attacked or the next virus or whatever it is. But everybody's like on on edge. And I mean, there's a reason that there are these businesses like Patriot Supply that, you know, got advertised in this movie. And and to have an ex-president like show a cyber attack on America and America getting taken over, but you don't know if it's by aliens or who, you know, who it's, you know, from. Hmm. It's kind of disturbing. Well, I mean, think about it. Like, <laughs> yeah, as a 90s kid, guys, and, and I don't know if everybody remembers this. I know you two will remember it. But I, when I was a kid, of course, if you haven't heard of Y2K, you know, oh, where they said the world was going to basically, like, all electronics were going to stop. And everything was going to go into disarray. But the the funny thing about it, ladies and gentlemen, is none of that happened. Just, it was hilarious. Just some, just some bad blockbuster yeah. face. <laughs> and, and like Paul said, it is scary. But this is like, basically, this was like the dark night returns literally this was we're living in a version of the 1980s right now social economical declining you know people are losing their jobs wars are going on nobody knows what's going on you know violence is happening not obviously right now but you know stuff like this happens because everybody like paul said in the movie they were so reliant on technology and if james cameron who did call this in terminator the original one taught us anything that technology either is going to take us over and use our bodies for whatever organic purposes they're going to think to use it for, or they're just going to basically become a whole war against machines and man. So, I mean, you do the math. All right. Well, I know I'm at least planning on finishing it. Paul, well, I know we sound pretty positive on it until you have that caveat, but would you say if people were able to check their politics at the door going to this movie, would you recommend it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a good movie. Yes, I know. I'm I'm definitely going to finish it over this next day or so here. Uh, but yeah, I'm definitely very very curious to see how it all wraps up. Uh, I see on the Rotten Tomatoes, critic aggregate is 75 percent, audience is 34 percent. So it looks like it's uh, it's kind of like split down the middle there. But uh, yeah, so there you go. That is Leave the World Behind streaming on Netflix, and I completely skipped it. Victor, I'll just have this tie in with your comic book segment, but uh, I know usually you do an action figure of the week. I know you brought an action figure for later in the show, but we ran out of time last week. Yes. You're going to sub it out with a movie prop of the week, yeah. and you said this is one you knew you had a feeling that Paul would absolutely love. So yes. please, I'll give you the drum roll. What movie prop of the week do you have in store for us? Well, I say this is God. Because right now, this right here is going to be a cutting-edge movie prop. This, if you did not know, back in the 80s, ladies and gentlemen, was done by the late, great Wes uh, Wes Craven, God rest his soul, one of the great filmmakers, not even of horror, but he's the godfather of horror, and he is also a great filmmaker, and he created one of the most iconic horror movie villains of all time, which is my boy Freddy Krueger. And Freddy Krueger not only was one of the greatest movie villains of all time in horror and slasher horror especially but he also saved new line cinema from bankruptcy that's right ladies and gentlemen new line cinema was almost going to go into bankruptcy but luckily back in the 80s west craven created this character and that is why it's called the house that freddie built now victor that's pretty badass for people listening just to the audio version of the show on podcast apps please describe the prop you have on well this is freddie's 
glove. Now, this glove can do basically anything. It is terrifying. You can hear that steel tingling. Yes, you can hear the tingling of the steel. How's this for a wet dream, as he said in the movie, of course. And this is from the new movie. But still, as uh, the girl he was chasing in the original one cried and screamed, Oh, God, this is God. And, of course, he was played by the always amazing Robert England. He'd been playing this character longer than we've been alive, and he still, to this day, gets recognized as the great Freddy Krueger himself. And no matter how many prop gloves they had to put on this man, he said, yeah, they all hurt at he, the end of the he's day. He's an antagonist legend, uh, or what? slasher uh, c- classic. Wasn't yes. there a story behind the glove, like with the, the knives? There was. Um, so if you actually watch, and this is the original movie, mind you, ladies and gentlemen, not the new one. If you watch the original movie, you can see him actually putting this all together. So this, uh, you can see, this is actually made, all these blades right here were made from fish carving knives so the fish uh, so when you get a fish you carve it you know take out spine these were made of fish knives so he clammed these all together and he of course you know made this beautiful glove to make sure that he didn't cut his hand of course even though it's an evil hand but still um and then so of course you'll see in the movie he's making the glove and it's to slash every dream that everyone's having into nightmaric horror and blood and guts and everything um if you want to read the rest of uh, why this glove was made, uh, you can actually not only go to the movie series and look that up, or you can also uh, look at comic books, because I know they made comic books about it as well, or you can just go into the movie lore and do it. Victor, I got one last question. Actually, two last questions for you, but uh, is this a Victor original creation or did you find this at a hobby store or online or how did you track this guy down? I actually do have to tell you a quick story, ladies and gentlemen. So, this meant a lot to me, uh, of course, because I love the original Nightmare on Elm Street. I know everyone says that movie sucked, but like the movie franchise sucked, but it did not. It was a fantastic movie series. I just love the fact that Robert England continued to play this character until he didn't want to play it anymore, but he still kept playing it. Anyway, um, so I wanted this glove real bad, like really, really bad, because it's a beautiful, it's like cinema buff here. I gotta have this in my movie collection. Well, my sister, of course, I asked her to buy it, and so I gave her the money to give it, and she's like, well, it's just gonna be on my Amazon thing, and I'm like, you're not the one who has to wear it? I'm going to wear it. I give you the money, you get it. She, she's concerned about it, like, shaming her purchase history? Apparently so. And so I said, you know what? Whatever. I will find a way to get it. And luckily enough, while I was going shopping in Target... Guess what I saw right there on the shelf? It was like, literally, it was like somebody from the cinema heavens, the cinema gods were telling you, telling me, like telling me and telling everyone saying, Victor, this is your destiny. You're a cinema buff. This is your destiny. Grab that freaking glove or it will be gone. And so I did. And once I did, I never looked back. And I kept wearing this thing until I got home. I literally never took it off. It was like you had a clairvoyant, a moment of clairvoyance there, Again, a trail to take you right to yeah, your, your The cinema prize. gods were crying out saying, if you don't get this, you will regret it for the rest of your life and so i said okay so i didn't argue because you don't argue with the cinema gods literally and literally i just wear it for the rest of my life and i was like i want to wear this but i can't wear it to work of oh, course so victor i absolutely love it man thank you for sh- for sharing that with us that is freaking priceless uh, now uh as far as your other marvel dc uh, just comic book news items i see you had one thing here uh, about concerning james gunn yes so everybody i gotta tell you because man there's just so much 
that's happening this holiday season. Not only is uh, Mr. Of course, Jason Momoa, he's not going to be playing Aquaman anymore, which is pretty sad because I thought he did a really good job. So after this second movie, which is The Lost Kingdom, he will no longer be playing Aquaman. He will be replaced by other people. Opens I do not Friday. Yes. Yeah, so everyone, like I said, get ready because I'm excited, but I'm not going to get too excited. Like I said. Not blue, I, I, be- I want to keep my level of excitement. Well, I do, but see, here's the thing: I want to keep my excitement in check because you know what? I do love my movies, as you all know, cinema buff here. But at the same time, I I, I want to keep it all in check because I know it's really sad, you guys. Because you know what? A lot of people work their asses off to give yeah. you guys great entertainment, like Jason Momoa and Ben Affleck, who literally got into shape just to play Batman. I don't care what anybody says; that man played a good Batman, and I know that Ezra. Miller killed, killed it all with his shenanigans in Hollywood. His big head ruined everything for everybody. But I will say that James Gunn literally is giving a lot of fairness to everybody, including Zack Snyder and everybody who worked on, you know, his version of Justice League. He says he's going to be super, 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 you know, polite and, you know, not arrogant about it. He's like, you know, they did come before me. I'm just, you know, even though I let them finish out their movies or that they were promised. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, I, I know I'm a new kid on the block. I did, you know, I did Suicide Squad, you know, the remake or not the remake, but the new version of the Suicide Squad. But I want everyone to finish up their movies and get it all going before I come in with my universe. And of course, Matt Reeves has given him permission to still use, you know, uh, Robert Pattinson's Batman. And we already got a new Superman all lined up. So uh, next year. Uh, we will be preparing for not only uh, a bunch of movies to come out, but we will also be preparing for, you know, uh, the like Swamp Thing and uh, the other Blue Beetle coming out also. So, I mean, these are new movies that are coming out like big time, guys. Bigger so, and better. Yeah. And there's going to be an Arkham series that's going to come out. So be prepared for that. So right you on. might have to see that. So. Absolutely. I love it, man. I know. That's, that, that's your uh, comic check-in. Yeah. Like I said, this is this is going to be a crazy year, you guys. Like, movies are going to they're gonna change, man. Cinema's not the same as it was in the 60s well, and 70s. So. Victor, I'm anticipating what you have in store for us in two weeks here for the, your first comic news check-in in 2024. It's going to be wild, guys. I can't even believe it myself. But we are going to move things along here. Uh, Victor, you filled us in on Godzilla Minus One yes. last uh, episode two weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, and... I wish I could have had time to see it uh, before, but I am glad I did have a chance to track it down. Uh, I think Paul was texting me when he saw like a few days before me saying, Dale, see this. <laughs> and uh, I'm glad I did because, uh, wow, Godzilla minus one. So if you guys missed two weeks ago, this is pretty much uh, a post-war Japan, or I mean, actually it's kind of winding down the final months of World War II, where... Uh, you, you have the the main uh, uh, character in the movie uh, o- Oishi. He, he's uh, he's a kamikaze pilot, and he he goes to uh, he he can't really fulfill his duty, and he goes to a repair station. But they're like, hey, what's going on with your plane? And and he, he's pretending it needs repairs, but it do- doesn't really. But this is where we get our first encounter with Godzilla, and the movie just goes from there. I know Victor covered a lot of the bases two weeks ago. Paul, where would you like to jump in? Yeah, this was. Fantastic! This was so well done. I mean, it was you know it was interesting that they they started out with Godzilla like not being that giant titan that he is. Yeah, um, and then he he works his way up to it. But the the special effects that they put into this, they actually make Godzilla look like 
the old one in with the guy in the costume. Yeah, which is but just fun. like. But with like a, mod- awesome. a yeah. modern contemporary look, like all the f- they flesh out the details, you know, you know, in 4K, you know, like, you know, you can really see it zoom in when like when you could see him like kind of evolve throughout the movie. Yeah, but yeah. this is what he really like. This is Godzilla. This is what he was supposed to be yeah. like all those other movies. Like those are cool. But like this was the I mean, Omega. Even, even the rounded kind of nose, you yeah. know, they, they got rid of that. And yeah. like the American ones, they tried to make him look more like a probably like a lizard or something. But yeah, I mean, this. It looked terrifying, but it still resembled yeah. the old one with the guy in the suit. Yeah, yeah. I got, I got those vibes too. Yeah, and this, I'm not I'm not like a hardcore Godzilla fan by any means. I've seen some of the movies over the years, not all of them. I know Paul, you're, you said you're a hardcore Godzilla fan. Oh yeah, I yeah. love I love Titan movies. And the thing that was so good about this is that it brought it back to the the origins of Godzilla, like yeah. like the like the very first movie just uh. redone. And uh, remade into, you know, something that is, wasn't, you know, some campy, cheesy, no. you know, Power Rangers looking thing. Like, this is like a Which full on fledged cool film. And uh, yeah, and I mean, they made Godzilla look so badass. Oh, and it goes on the, a rampage earlier in the, the first yeah, half of the movie. The destruction that he does is oh, just God. fantastic. It's I so mean, one, cool. of the, one of the best scenes in that movie is when he's swimming, you know, chasing him down yeah. in the boat and he just. <laughs> See his head kind of above water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it was just the one of the things that just really resonated with me too is the fact that he didn't fight another Titan. Like every single Godzilla. Okay, sorry, spoiler alert. But yeah, uh, Mm -hmm. every single Godzilla movie that they come out with now, it's like Godzilla versus Kong. Or or, yeah, so you know, which they're coming out with. That'll be awesome yeah. too. I, I like Godzilla versus Kong. Yeah, and, 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 uh, and these fun. aren't spoilers, guys. Like these, th- these happen in the original ones, so these weren't spoilers at all. So you're good. But I mean, you see it in the preview too. But you know, like even when he just comes down, he just chomps down on the train. Yeah, mm-hmm. like it just shows like the power of his jaws yeah. just going right into a, a, a train car. Yeah, yeah. The the, the the destruction component in this movie is out of this world. It, it really raises the bar. And like when early on in the movie, where he's just causing all kinds of destruction. They, they make him seem like he is truly unstoppable. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it, uh, it's almost the way that they made it was like a metaphor for Godzilla being America. Yeah. Because, you know, he charges up and he, he shoots his beam and yeah. it basically turns into an atomic bomb. Yeah. 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 They make his beam look like the ultimate weapon there where it's like, oh, man, you got to. Nope. Nope. He's charging up. And then they even build up the suspense because, you know, they show him like charging it up. And like then, the, you know, the, the, the cast members are, you know, they're being they're filling in for the audience members where they're like, oh, watch out. He's charging up. This is how we got to stop him. You know, we got a small window here. Well, it yeah. was like watching. Oppenheimer like that's what an atomic bomb would be like like when well they even shoots, say it has radiation and all that in well, the film yeah. too yeah and because he was that's what he is he's nothing but radiation and when he fires it it goes silent and then just boom absolute chaos destruction just like even and I love the people in like just the chaos like the fact that and you'll see this in the movie guys like this girl literally she's right there in the street his atomic blast is literally like blowing everything away. He just like, and he like the guy's about to get blown away. The girl pushes him out of the way. She just get flies like a disc. Yeah. Like that way. I'm like, dude, yeah. that either, that is one of either a stupid girl, but either a badass girl or a stupid girl. What a blast like, dude, yeah. why, why, why would you stand in the way now, of that? <laughs> Victor, you bring up a great, a great segue point, you know, bringing up, you know, the, the, I guess the main two main characters of the movie, Oishi and I believe Ota, 
that they were like yeah. they're kind of like housemates, uh, yeah. unintended, an inadvertent housemates throughout the film. And it was interesting watching their uh, uh, relationship of Chase evolve also throughout the movie. Uh, now, usually, you know, a lot of Godzilla movies. I don't know if this is fair to say, but at least to me, I kind of got the point of okay, these are just here to serve a purpose to get us to the next Godzilla scene, bring us more Godzilla. Uh. Do these characters seem in this movie the two and the, the supporting cast member, like his boat mates, so when he gets a boat job, uh, meaning uh, demining uh, the ocean and all that? Do they seem like throwaway characters? You do not give no. a damn about or do they are they very involved characters where They're, you are just as involved yeah. and invested in their journeys throughout the movie as you are with Godzilla's absolutely like you, you would think that and and this has been done in Transformers too like it was all about people instead of Transformers but this movie it didn't do that it it, it knew where what beats to hit like these people were not just people like throwaway characters these were people who were involved in not only war but just like this whole Godzilla thing like you have this pilot who didn't even want to be there he literally was like i don't want to be here i don't want to fight this war but they like literally until godzilla comes and he feels like he failed the world and so he's kind of hiding out well yeah he kind of has several moments of ptsd yeah, where he doesn't know what to they, do they, they go to him to be like oh can you uh you know both metaphorically and literally pull the trigger and you know they have moments where he's trying to overcome that moment yeah. several times throughout the movie and see him going on that journey and then with him meaning like an, another person who uh, uh an old squad mate uh, throughout the movie and their relationship evolved and how that pays off at the end without going too far into it to avoid spoilers that really really gripped me it was a very very powerful emotional moment for me that i thought was probably the standout movie moment of the film where it kind of led to the big final act there with the, that that payoff paul i'm curious to see your perspective on this oh yeah um you know the it was you know really impact it would have been if this would have been done you know with uh american actors I don't think it would have had the the same effect as the emotion that they yeah. that they portrayed in it. Yeah, hundred percent. Because again, like I said, I mean this this movie makes it almost feel like is it, this is post World War Two. Yeah. It like one or two years later, immediate afterwards. Yeah, yeah, and I mean even just you know when uh, Godzilla is charging up, his back, his scales go. Yeah, I mean that's almost like the 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 bay doors opening yeah. for guns on a like an american ship or or airplane like all opening up Mm. getting ready to to attack Mm. and you know the the character just feeling like a coward because he you know he missed his window to sacrifice himself to kill godzilla while he was you know still small and weak yeah you know so there, there i think there was just a lot of is metaphor the word for that a lot of metaphors in this oh yeah real life metaphors yeah Yeah. you know towards World War II. Well, I mean, it's, it's not, a, uh, at least on the American side anyway, it's not a, an angle, unless you're going into like deep cut, smaller indie films, like it's not an angle you see that much in big mainstream movies where you get to see the Japanese side for the aftermath mm-hmm. of, of World War II. And they and there you have the characters uh, just constantly referencing, you know, th- you know, like the, there's one line where uh, the, the main actor, Oishi, like one of his boatmates uh, in the movie when they're just kind of on the job, they're like, uh, one of the younger guys, he was like, oh, if, if the war would have only lasted a little bit longer so I could have saw some action. And Oishi's like, no, no, don't say that. Take that back. And just like mm-hmm. all these little just meaningful moments like that where it's like hey you know this is you know gets you gets you thinking and you know a whole new light on 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 everything all these years later and when he he was begging that uh the one guy that he was like i need your help oh yeah and he didn't even want to do it you're the only one that can do this Mm -hmm. yeah like yeah the acting was phenomenal yeah well and i thought it was funny because they did uh, they did the same thing of if you ever seen uh, of course like everyone uh 
Kingsman, or not not the Kingsman series, but just like the uh, origin story of Kingsman, they did the same thing of what they did in that movie. The, when the character is going to a different country, and he killed this guy, and he looked in the mirror as he was doing it, he was like, "This guy is doing what I'm doing. He went, he's serving his country, and that's exactly what I'm doing." And he felt bad because he's like, "Why are we doing this?" Like, and, and the funny thing about like what they did in this movie is like even when like as Dale said he, you know he's like oh I wish I would have the war would have lasted longer so you could see some action and he literally looked at him and he grabbed him and he's like how dare you even say that dude you're lucky to be alive like how do you think like this is going to end for you yeah. well, you know and even, it's so cool so, even yeah. Godzilla himself I mean it can be a metaphor for you know communism like yeah. the like uh, Godzilla they keep attacking him and he's like in, impenetrable, mm-hmm. you know, kind of yeah. like if you were attacking America, they're like, we, we can try to sit here and keep bombing them and shooting guns at them, but it does, but it, but it does nothing. So the only way to accomplish this mission is to destroy them from the inside out. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a great segue to, to talk about, uh, maybe just kind of loosely talk about so we don't give it all away because it's a final act, but they propose a big plan. This is how we're going to stop Godzilla. Oh, and yeah. it's a very, very detailed plan. I couldn't help but be suckered in like you're in like a big, intense pre-war meeting. And to see the way that how they, uh, how that helped how it all unfolds in the film was I was just on the edge of my seat the whole time and it kind of deals with like what, what you guys were saying a little bit earlier about like how do we stop the Godzilla mm-hmm. you know energy beam the energy pulse and and you know we're going to do option A option B option C and all this and we have backup plans and just the way to see it all come to fruition and how it played out in the movie I was just like all right this you know usually when it comes with these big uh, millions and millions of dollar budget action blockbusters you know they got to build up the big final battle scene and more often than not they they disappoint or they're okay or maybe there's some good moments this I thought the whole final battle scene the whole final confrontation with Godzilla beginning to end just absolutely exceeded my expectations did it for you guys yeah, yeah. I mean even if you look at the you know the picture of him uh, which behind me. Yeah, there you go. How cool is um, that, guys? So you look at the, you know, Kong versus Godzilla mm. movies that are in America here. Like, th- that was good. Godzilla was huge. Kong was huge. Yeah. And, you know, and they, they had a good battle. Mm. But I think if King Kong was fighting that Godzilla... It would have lasted about two seconds. Yeah. I think it would. I honestly, I would too. But, you know, I, and like I said, I, I love both my boys. Like, I am a fanatically obsessed over, like, Mike Paul, I am fanatically obsessed over creature feature movies. That's been my life forever. And I can tell you, yeah, this was the OG Godzilla we've all been waiting for for, like, years. And the funny thing about this movie was not only is, like, the battle, like, the end of the battle scene was incredible, but the cool thing is, you guys, is that when you see it, like, you, you literally, like, like Dale, you're sucked into it so much, yeah. and you just can't, like, look away because you're like, dude, are they going to do it? Are yep. they going to do it? Oh, yeah. You don't know. Well, let's, let's wrap this up here. Uh, I'll say for me, final thoughts, that, uh, you know, I'm not a hardcore creature feature guy. I, I'll go see them, sure, but I'm not, like, hardcore, like, you know, day one, got to see the latest one. So at first, when I, Victor, when I heard your take on it uh, on the last show and, and Paul's initial uh, text for me from when he saw it, I was like, okay, is, are these just the hardcore Godzilla fans just going – just loving another Godzilla movie, or is this an actual seriously good movie? But uh, something t- told me t- about it from the way you guys are talking about it. Like, no, I think there's something into this. This has big crossover appeal, not just to creature feature fans, but for everyone. And I can say, just speaking as like, you know, not that, that genre of film creature features being like my go-to, that this uh, just 
easy, easy top 10 uh, movie of the year. This will be in my list when we do our, our rankings uh, two weeks from now. So yeah, absolutely blew me away. High, high, high recommendation. Uh, Paul, how about yourself? Yeah. You... Oh, I lost uh, oh, audio. No. Oh, oh, there we go. There, I think there we go. Oh, that was wire. Weird. Loose I, wire. I was like wondering. I was like, what? <laughs> um, I would tell and like everybody, go see this in the theater. Yes. Yeah. You. Wow, do not watch this at home. Like literally, do not watch this at home. Like watch it this. in the go, go see this movie in the theater. Yes. Uh we'll see uh where this ranks is as far as I mean I mean it I may I, crack I, your top ten. No. I mean, uh, just, I mean, just maybe. Just maybe, barely. I mean, honestly, like I mean, in like I said, even though I can go on and on about this movie with you guys all day until the cows come home, like literally, what I absolutely will finish on with this is like I love that these guys, like in Japanese filmmakers, I absolutely love. I can name a hundred of them for you, but I'll just I'll just name the fact that what they did was the way the Japanese version did it versus the American was, and I hate to say it, but the Japanese they they chose substance and instead of like in the Americans to, chose style, and that's not always a bad thing. But substance really, like like I said. Less is more, guys. And they learned that. And they've been doing it for years. And that's why this movie kicks so much ass. Because they chose style, like substance over style. And don't get me wrong. I love the American version. It's kick ass. But style can only do so much in a movie that it's like, okay. I think we're done. <laughs> yeah, and then I, you know we'll see it again here next year. There, they got that Godzilla King Kong crossover part two yes. hitting next year, so we'll have I'm more Godzilla to that. come. I'm still that you know, that that could be maybe a good example of uh, Flash style over substance, but it, maybe in a good way. But yes. we'll, we'll see how it pans out. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, it's killing it. Critics, ninety seven percent. Audience, ninety eight percent. So yeah. There you go. Godzilla minus one in theaters. Definitely catch it in the theaters, guys. Oh, it's so awesome. All right. Uh, now, after that awesome review segment here, I think we're all due for a snack. And the place to go to get a snack are from our friends at O for Heaven's Cakes in the Grand Cities Mall. And let me tell you, if you're thinking of getting some good homemade baked goods, make sure to check them out in the Grand Cities Mall. That's where Over for Heaven's Cakes comes in. They have the best cupcakes and cakes for any special occasion or just a treat. Walk in to find out so much more. I go there pretty much almost once a week or every other week to get check out something new. And I, I know Victor here loves their pumpkin muffins. Mm. They got great muffins, great cakes, they great heavenly. cupcakes, bars. If you missed it a couple weeks ago, I interviewed a couple of the bakers there, uh, Sherry and Kaylin from Over Heaven's Cakes. And they, it was just a big old kind of big Christmas baking special slash just kind of like recapping their Thanksgiving season. Make sure to check out that interview with them it was just to find out so much more about oh for heaven's cakes they're located on the north back side of the grand cities mall open from 10 to 4 uh, on tuesday through friday and on 9 to noon on saturday give them a call 701-757-2253 or email oh for heaven's cakes at yahoo.com be a beautiful cupcake in a world full of muffins at oh for heaven's cakes all right we are back and we are, I'm, I'm just going to do a quick mini review. This is an older movie from 1988, but it's Paul clued me in here. It's streaming right now on Paramount Plus. And I know I heard from a couple other people over the years that this movie has always been a must-see Christmas movie. It's not your traditional Christmas movie, though it's kind of based on a traditional Christmas movie and, you know, uh, uh, The Christmas Carol. Uh, so we are talking about Scrooged with Bill Murray from 1988. I love Bill And, Murray. yeah, so, again, streaming on Paramount Plus where the synopsis is a selfish, cynical television executive is haunted by three spirits 
bearing lessons on Christmas Eve. So it's just pretty much, yeah, Bill Murray, just the super, just crass, uh, just sh- short with you, don't cross me, I'm going to cross you, just evil, evil TV executive. He's, like, firing insubordinate uh, people beneath him like it's nothing. Uh, you know, he's got secret code words to his, uh, to, to his secretary, code four. All right, you got that done in four minutes. He's, and this poor sucker, he's constantly referenced throughout the movie where this guy he fires early on in the movie, a nice little subplot with him, and they have a nice payoff with him. But Bill Murray is just tremendous in this. Uh, and early, early in the movie, he gets visited by the ghost of Christmas past, his old TV boss, uh, the guy that preceded him, warning him that he's gonna, they're going to show him things and he's going to learn a lesson. And it kind of plays out how we've seen other riffs on Christmas Carol plays out because uh, Bill Murray's like no, 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 this isn't going to get me, you're not going to change me, but sure enough, as Bill Murray visits his past and his present and his future, uh, he's you know, he's getting some revelations and, uh, and, and, you know, interesting enough, this is all based, his TV station is filming their own Christmas Carol special so it's all kind of coming full circle and just the way it interacts there and he has an old flame he may be trying to rekindle some lost magic with his old uh, longtime girlfriend Claire Phillips played by Karen Allen and just watching their kind of back and forth and back and forth relationship go, uh, transpire when they get revisited by the ghosts it was very very interesting uh, yeah I I definitely give this an easy thumbs up uh, just because, yeah, Bill Murray. I mean, I mean, talk about eighties comedy. He's one of the tops. So, he's and, a yeah, and he delivered it in this the, the whole way. I absolutely loved his performance in this. Uh, really great alternative R-rated Christmas comedy. I cannot recommend it enough. It's right up there with the ref as far as alternative Christmas comedies go. It's yeah. It's a shame it took me forever to see it. What did you, uh, you think of the Ghost of Christmas Present? Yeah. Oh my gosh! Yeah, so yeah, the Ghost of Christmas Present is. I think I wrote a little note about. It. I wrote uh, the brawling beauty. <laughs> she just she, is oh, kicking yeah. uh, Bill Murray's ass with no remorse, but she's kind of being kind of flirty, kind of like, oh, you like how I dance like this, and then all of a sudden, like, just toast her to the face. Yeah, it was great, like giving him his comeuppets, and <laughs> oh my gosh, what a what a great what a great christmas ghost oh my gosh what quick thoughts from you guys from what, what our, our paul you recommended this to me somebody victor uh your your, your guys's quick thoughts on on scrooged uh yeah so you know obviously bill murray is hilarious and you know the the ghosts that he gets visited by they're just hilarious <laughs> you know and and it has a really good story and uh a really good ending and it really brings home the you know the meaning of christmas and yeah. the, and it and it really delivers on the christmas carol mm. yeah uh, yeah again I'm, i can agree with you more victor i love the fact that bill murray and 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 only bill murray can do stuff like this and and pull it off with such comedic timing and i love the fact that he like he makes he, it work. <laughs> well, not only just he makes it work, but the fact, like for example, like when he when his TV boss like visits him, you see that his he's just a rotting corpse. Mm-hmm. He's just dead. He's like flesh is falling off, and he's like you're not gonna. And then he just appears out of nowhere, and he like freaks him out. And Bill Murray is just like scared out of his mind. I love the fact that they don't like like skip any beats to this like this is just like it's yeah. supposed to frighten the crap out of this yeah. man to make him change his ways and scare 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 him stupid oh yeah and, 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 and bill murray i mean come on you can't you can't get more funnier than him i forgot so. to mention too directed by the one and only richard donner from That's superman one and two and the lethal weapon quadrilogy and he delivered another just another easy must-see hit in yes his, in his library <laughs> 
I mean, honestly, who could you get better to direct than Richard Donner? Yes. So, yeah, high recommendation to Scrooge. Check it out on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, Paul, I'm going to throw it to you next. About I wish I saw the preview for this just to get a little background going into this. Uh, on uh, Another Paramount Plus movie. This is a new release. No, I think it released a year ago, right? Or, or is this a new release? Uh, no, the, uh, are, is this The Finest Kind? Yep. No, this, this one just came out. Just came out. Okay, yeah. Yep. Finest Kind just released on Paramount Plus. And so here's a synopsis for it. A crew of fishermen tread dangerous waters when they're debts start piling up so yeah some fishermen are down on their luck and they kind of get offered a, a kind of job they can't refuse yeah so um it got it has a great cast and the title of the movie is kind of weird finest kind but the reason for that is because that's the name of the boat okay yeah uh so you have um what is it ben foster mm-hmm. yeah um, he's, very good he, he's the son of tommy, tommy lee jones yeah. character uh eldridge mm-hmm. and uh his Something happens to his boat where it, like, blows up. Like, something went wrong on it. Mm. Uh, and then Tommy Lee Jones uh, finds out that he has cancer. Mm. And he gives his uh, son, uh, Tom, his boat. He wants him to take it out and, you know, do another catch. Mm. You know, so because it make money. Fair. And uh, I, think they, I think they fish for um, clams or oysters or something. Mm. But so they go out and... Uh, he's trying to pay off the debt on his, on the, well, how would it go again? So he has to pay off the debt on a boat or he's going to lose it. And so that's why they're going out trying to get this catch. And it turns out that they don't meet their goal. So he's a, or that's what it, I think he, t- he must have taken out a, a loan or something something on his dad's boat. Mm. And so now he needs to come up with like a hundred grand. So Mm. he doesn't lose his dad's boat. Mm. And so they're out fishing and they're not getting their catch like they need to, to be able to to make this money. So uh, his other brother uh, that's learning how to fish, that's actually like he was supposed to be going to be a lawyer or something, but he really wants to be a fisherman. Well, he meets this girl and her parents are like drug dealers and stuff. And so, they come up with the idea that they're going to go uh, out and... Oh, that's... Okay, I remember now. They, they take the boat out to go fishing, and they're not getting any catch, so they go into Canadian waters, mm. and they get caught. Oh, illegal trespassing. <laughs> yep, and so now, because they went into Canadian waters and got caught, now they're about to lose their dad's boat. Mm. And so they're trying to figure out how they're going to be able to pay it off. And so now all of a sudden they're getting entwined with they meet this drug dealer and he's going to have his plane drop a shipment of drugs into water. And then all they have to do is pick up the drugs and and bring it into shore. Well, way easier said than done. Yeah, I was about to say they can't be that easy. (laughs) Yep. And then they bring it into shore and lo and behold, somebody robs them. (laughs) (laughs) Drama so, ensues. <laughs> so now are they not only about to lose their boat, but they have to figure out how to pay this drug dealer back for the drugs that they lost. And, it, and then everything just kind of ensues from there. Um, but yeah, it's, it's definitely worth the watch. I'm not going to ruin the ending for it. Uh, but yeah, it's really good action thriller in the waters. What you know, at first when I was watching it, I just thought it was just going to be a movie about like fishing. Kind of like, uh, <laughs> you know, the... Uh, you know, the um, 
what's a, the Marky Mark? What the heck's his name again? Oh, you Mark mean the Wahlberg. perfect sea or yeah, the, the perfect? Per- yeah. Sorry, you know, sorry, the perfect storm. Yeah, per- yeah. Although I was thinking it was gonna be like a perfect storm type of movie, but <laughs> nope, nope. It went in a totally different Big direction. Movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. High recommendation. Then it sounds what? like. Yeah, and that Ben Foster. I think he's a good actor. He's a very good actor. If you guys haven't seen Ben Foster in anything, like. You need to go watch him in like every movie, especially I recommend the biggest one he was in with Jeff Bridges called Hell or High Water. It's a beautiful movie. Yeah, come Hell or High Water. Amazing. That, that's Amazing a very film. beautiful yeah. film. I can agree with you more. Well, we will have more to come with you on Big Screens and TV Streams in just a moment. Some new releases coming up, some quick takes. Victor has his action figure of the week. But before we do that, we got to give a shout out to our last sponsor at Northwest Tire. Where for tires, work on your vehicle, and so much more, visit Northwest Tire on Gateway Drive. They are North Dakota's largest tire dealer, family-owned for over 40 years, and from big to small, Northwest Tire, they do it all. You can find all the big-name brands of tires like Toyo, Nokian, Bridgestone, Firestone, and so many more. Give them a call to find out more and make your next appointment, 701-780-8473. That's Northwest Tire on Gateway Drive in Grand Forks, helping you get the perfect tires for whatever you drive. Northwest Tire keeps you rolling down the road. God, I love that jingle. Go. Good that, jingle. That's never going to get old. What a radio jingle. God, I love that jingle so much. Oh, my lordy. Yeah, and they just totally hooked me up, too, because we, my wife blew out a tire on our uh, new van. Ooh, oh, crap. Yeah, and uh, who would have thunk that if you blow out a tire on an all-wheel drive vehicle, you have to buy all four tires. Yeah. What? That, that, oh, that, no. That, you do have to do that. Yeah. And oh. so, so I they, learned that lesson last year. <laughs> so they hooked me up. They got me uh, in before the weekend, mm-hmm. so we weren't without a vehicle, you know, because I got four kids that I had to pull, you know, put in the back of this thing. I can't just pick them up in my pickup. Fair enough. <laughs> um, and they have uh, some type he, – he hooked us up with some type of warranty where – they have like a, a lifetime guarantee where if one blows, mm. they'll replace all four of them again for at no cost. Mm. Wow! Hey, that's it, really good. That is that is a hell of a warranty. Oh, that's yeah. a true warranty right Heck there. Yeah, yeah. Check them out, Northwest Tire and Gateway Drive, just off the other side of the interstate. There. All right, Victor. I know you, we kind of got we got you down to uh, your action figure of the week here. Yes. So, what do you have in store for us this week? Well, um, because uh, if you all haven't, uh, you know, of course, I know you all tune in pretty much. I know you guys are going to tune in anyway, but Paul, of course, and I, we love this show, and I know, Dale, I don't know if you've seen Invincible, of course. Uh, which Mark is Wahlberg a, movie? Not not that kind of Invincible, that although movie. that's a great movie, but... Michael Jackson uh, album? No, although that's a great album, but still, this, of of course, it is based on the comic book of the same name, and it's very, very violent and visceral. It's like the boys, except for it takes it up to a whole nother level. And of course, inspired by our conversation about that, I had to make this figure by myself so because Victor I love it. Victor is going to pull, pull, get out, grab from his uh, his bag here off to the side. Uh, sounds like a Victor Ultimate creation for newer viewers of the show. Victor likes to do his own creation figures as well as buy many so oh man it looks like he went all out for this one here oh yeah the hell did you make omniman uh well um omniman so surprisingly enough when i was just like i was like what can i do for the show that was really big and when we were talking about invincible i was like dude i love the show i love the comics like the comics are amazing. You got to go read them. Um, and if you don't want to read them, watch the show. So when we were talking about, it, I'm like, well, you know what? I really want to make an Omni Man. I love Omni Man. I think he's a great character, even though he's a bit of a dick. I think he's just such a great character. So I was like, well, 
I have parts for this. I could do this. So I took my 85th anniversary Superman figure, and I took uh, Fisto, which was from a, a character I showed here a long time ago, the head of Fisto from uh, Masters of the Universe, and I said, this is a great like head skull. I could totally do this. And when I did it, it just turned into, well... There you go. There for people watching the video version. Yeah, you described it, Victor. Yeah. And once I did, it just went off without a hitch, and literally, this was easy. But how many hours did you think this took? About. I mean, it took a like two hours, honestly. Like I said, once I got into it, I was just like, I saw the image in my head, and I knew what I wanted, and bam. I mean, I want to add more blood to it, but then I I wanted to you know see it the way it was, and I was like, well, maybe I'll add more blood later, you know, to it, but I really wanted to, like, I saw the head, and I was like, well, what would he look like with a full beard? And this is what he would look like with a full beard, because he has a mustache in the comics and the show. Um, and weirdly enough, the Velgemite uh, people, uh, which are an alien race, which are much like him, um, they all all the men really have dark hair and very mustache features. So I wanted to, you know, see what he would look like with a full beard. And sure enough, man, this is what he would look like. Just angry and just non-controllable as he is. Because, I mean, gosh, if you've seen the show, man, this guy, like, rips people like nothing. He's like, He literally wow. rips them in half. Like, literally. Like, the, when he was fighting the global, like, Justice League, basically. This is basically a version of the Justice League. But, man, he was under mind control. And, my God, you guys, this guy hold nothing back he literally grabbed the girl was trying to hit him with like a like a mace he took that mace and literally smashed her down took her head and ripped it like it was like nothing but a ragdoll throwed it away and then he smashed the dude's head and you can see it in slow motion all his teeth and bones and eye sockets just flew out the other side and when he was done he was just all bloody and he was just like he fell over and i was like victor sparing no expense at the detail there i love it just like and the then boys he goes show. home to dinner with his wife oh yes. yeah and that was it it's <laughs> yeah. just like nothing ever happened that's what i love about the show whenever a bloody incursion just happens and you just see all this carnage and stuff it just goes back to normal like nothing ever happened i got the dv or the blu-rays i need i need to start and i've read the I read a bunch of the i think first 15 or so issues of the graphic novel but uh yeah oh. Need to watch it. Victor, thank you so much, man. Oh, of course. And like I said, guys, this I mean, you guys got to watch this show. It's like the boys. But On Amazon just, Prime, or you can get the videos, track down the videos like I did if you don't have Amazon Prime. Yes, you can track or down. Blu-rays, which, DVDs. Which is, which is really crazy that they do they're, that. They're, too, they're so. like really cheap, too. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. they are very cheap. So and, yeah. and this is a cartoon you do not want to watch with your children. No. <laughs> you, this, is, this is an adult cartoon. Don't even think about showing your children this because oh, it will scar them for life. All right. Well, we're going to move things along here talk about some Noteworthy theatrical and streaming new releases here heading. So for streaming movies and shows from uh, last week and this coming weekend, I'll kick things off here on Netflix. We already talked about Leave the World Behind, the Julia Roberts, Ethan Hawke, uh, apocalyptic conspiracy theory-filled thrill ride. Uh, next up, we have Your Christmas or Mine 2, an Amazon Prime rom-com film for all you lovers out there where a couple whose family plans to have Christmases together in the Alps does not go as planned. Reacher Season 2. I don't know if anyone here has seen Season 1, but it seems like this is getting some good buzz. This is an Amazon Prime series where Reacher has moved on from Margrave, Georgia, to California, where he's trying to solve the mysterious deaths of members of his old army unit. I, I said it before in other shows, but um, 
Reacher, he was actually born in Grand Forks, North Dakota, at Ultra Hospital. Yes, at uh, Hospital. yes. Oh. For for all Which of you who did not, again? so for all of you who did not know, Alan Richard, who is literally, he was. I couldn't even believe it myself. He was born right here, right, right here. Just a, like literally, Grand Forks representing Hollywood. Yeah, like, he, didn't, he didn't live here, but he, he was born here. here. He didn't live here, yeah, but he was born here. I still can't believe that you lived here for like all of a day or two before. <laughs> I mean, he was just a little baby. I we'll mean, he must have some like family here. We'll oh, take I'm it. Sure. We'll take it. <laughs> oh, and um, when you get into the next one, so finest kind, I forgot to um, just so oh, everybody yeah. uh, knows what to look for. I forgot to pull so it up. People watching the video show, Paul is pulling up the movie poster, and we kind of got a background shot too. Uh, it kind of. Yeah, there we go. Boom. Okay, well, th- those aren't the ones. I don't remember it looking like that. But yeah, it, well, anyway, it's fine. It's kind. Okay. Yeah, but ge- yeah, mo- gen- mo- that's moving Jenner Artariga who. Yep. You know, moving on. I can't believe. Oh it. no! What did I do? Oh shoot! Paul's clicking random buttons. Oh, I turned off. Oh, I think if you scroll down a little bit. Scroll up a little bit. I can't see. I'm blind. Oh. I'll say, don't worry, guys. We're going to get back to our... Oh, up, Paul, up two. There, down one. There you go. I'm not involved that. There, there we go. go. There we go. We're back outside. We're, we're, we're back snow, outside. We're snowing again. Yes. We're, ba- we're back Jingle outside. Bells. Jingle bells. All right. We got this. All right. So uh, next up, we have a family plan on Apple TV+, Plus, where it's a movie with Mark Wahlberg leading a cast of re- as a retired government assassin. Tell me if you haven't seen this one, where his peaceful family he has a peaceful family life until an old foe tracks him down. Now, for notable new theatrical movies, we kind of alluded to it a little earlier, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom in theaters this Friday. And the gist of this one is, well, Black Manta is now back with the Black Trident, and Aquaman seeks help from his estranged brother, Orm. That's it already coming out in theaters this Friday? Yep, this it's Friday. Coming, yep, this wow, Friday. they aren't advertising this at all. I no, I they advertise that like crazy. They've been advertising... Oh, you've like, been seeing a lot of ads for it? Like, dude, yeah. there's, there's I, been I, nothing they, but I, this. I think I saw one preview in the theaters. There's been a lot of previews. Like, literally... I guess they just haven't been on my radar, I guess, yeah. I think it's just because, like, this was... With all the holiday last, craziness, too, maybe yeah, shopping and all that, so. just, I got a zillion distractions, but... Victor, hype level, where are you at? I'm, I'm ready for it, honestly. Seven, and eight, nine? I, no, I'm ten. I'm all up to ten. Like I said, I'm ready for it. I like, can't wait to see Black Manta being the yeah. badass villain that he is. I forget, I, I forget who played him, but I know he did a great job in the first one. Wasn't it the Under Armour guy? The Under Armour ad guy? No, no, no. It was Elba, right? Idris Elba? No. no. no? Idris Elba was in No, he, I, I haven't seen the guy in anything other than Aquaman. Okay, shoot. Honestly, I would have been... I would have liked to have no, seen you, a different villain. No, no, you see, no, you seen him in uh, in Michael Bay's ambulance movie. Uh, I know Dale has. Cause yeah, I seen. I'm just trying to remember the guy who played the name of the actor who played uh, Black Manta. I, I'm just completely just drawing a blank, unfortunately. So his his middle name is and it's funny to say his name Yahya. The we is the third. If I and like I say, it's weird to say his name. <laughs> It's just funny. Oh, no. I, I, hear I, I wish it would have came up with a different, you know, villain for the, this movie, though. Because, I don't know. Bigger and better. Why well, Manda was already in the first one. Why, why, why revisit that? Well, just because, you know, his father and, of course, you know, because his father was basically. Well, I'm kind of having mem- just brief uh, just flashes now of, like, the, like the, the tag after the credits there was like, oh, wait, no, he's going to get more powerful in the second film. Yeah, so basically, like, and, and I hope they actually, like, may, and this isn't a spoiler, everybody. This, is ha- this happens in the comic books. I, I, I wish they would have done where 
Aquaman lost his powers, and then he gets his hand devoured by a like a whole plane of piranhas, and then he has a sweet hook for a hand because the '90s Aquaman was so badass. Like literally, he had a hook for a hand. He literally took things to extreme. He killed people. Man, if they would have only made that aqua- peg leg, if like they- literally, like <laughs> literally, leg, he would have oh, been. Gosh. He would have been. A, he's a. I, I, I still want them to make that uh, that that goof Aquaman movie that was part of the Entourage TV series. If you remember uh, that. Yes. <laughs> oh man, but that's another story for another day. Uh, other two they other. Don't make the boy version of two, that. two other films here uh we got migration a new illumination cg animated film about mallard's plans for migrating south going horribly wrong and then we have what paul already covered earlier finest kind though that's not theatrical i mislabeled that that's on paramount plus on your streaming services um so those are your noteworthy new releases. Uh, GFBS plugs here for some more coverage on other GFBS shows. Make sure to check out this week's Fork Sports Highway tomorrow, where Monty and the crew will have their one of their biggest shows of the year, which is their annual College Bowl game preview spectacular part one. Monty has like 100 bowl games to preview, and he's dividing it up into two shows, so do not miss it. Also going on GFBS, uh, make sure to check out the two GFBS interviews this week where we are all about the Christmas spirit. You know, on Monday, yours truly here interviewed uh, Kelly Nelson and her daughter Molly Matthews from the Grand Forks Snowflake and Halloween House to showcase their must-see Winter Wonderland attraction. And earlier today, John Roberts interviewed the North Pole's very own, the one, the only, Santa Claus. Santa! <laughs> That's right. You us here in the studio to spread the Christmas cheer. Those are just a few of over a dozen shows we do each and every week. You can find by searching GFBS on your favorite podcast or social media apps. All right, guys, time to rewind it down. Quick takes, what you've been watching or just plans got going on soon. We didn't have a chance to talk about yet. Uh, Paul, let's start it with you. Um, yeah, so I thought that this was new, but apparently it came out last year, but uh, it's called The Offer. Um, hmm. Got an all-star cast. Uh, Victor, you would love it if you haven't seen it. Mm, uh, it's man. about uh, the people that uh, created the movie The Godfather. Oh, yes. Actually, yes. I, and, and when you said that, I was like, I knew what he was talking about. Yeah. So if you all did not like, and I, I don't want to steal what you're going to say, but I, I, I will tell you guys, this was literally what cinema was Back in the seventies, like this was prestige the, cinema. Like literally, this was the greatest moment in cinema history. Francis Ford Coppola, uh, Mario Pizzula, and everybody who worked tirelessly to get this movie made. The Godfather is literally in like the cin- in cinema history. Like literally, it's in the American Cinema like Museum right now. They say it's best. considered the best movie ever made. It is. It is. It's it's in the American institution of cinema, honestly. But it was kind of funny that this movie like they talk about um when uh Pon- Ponzi, I can't I can never say his name. The guy who wrote the Godfather oh, book. Oh, Mar- Mario Puzo? Mario Puzo, yeah. When he wrote the book that the Italians and the mafia were like totally after him because they were like representing them as, you know, the, like all Italians were these mafia gangsters yeah. and, and blah, blah, blah. And then they're like, well, we're not going to do that, you know, in this movie. Mm. And, you know, it's going to be about family and all this kind of stuff. Mm. But then when they made this series, yeah, they kind of went. Totally did the exact opposite yeah. of what they were saying that they were going to do oh, with the yeah. movie. <laughs> like, 
okay, so now we're saying actually the mafia was really involved with the making of the Godfather. Yeah. You know, no, so. Paul, you mentioned this wasn't just like a quick hour long documentary. This is actually like a big in depth docu series, right? Yeah, yeah. It's got actors. It's and it's really cool. I mean, it shows like how the, you know. The lighting and the camera work mm-hmm. and everything was done back in the seventies, yeah. and the behind the scenes of the producers and oh, yeah. you know the, and, the directors and all, you know and everybody how how involved everybody was at yeah. Paramount because uh, I think they were about to sell Paramount before The Godfather came out. And yeah, because there there was one movie uh, it was like Love Story apparently saved uh, Paramount for like. Uh, basically going bankrupt mm. and then after that they were like trying to the mafia was trying to stop them from making the godfather mm. and paramount was looking at selling mm. and then the godfather i mean obviously you know became a huge oh. phenomenon and it and now we have paramount as it is today yeah because they literally so mind you everyone now the godfather is not what it was going to be when it first released so al pacino was not what Paramount was looking for. They wanted to just get rid of him. Luckily, Francis Ford Coppola fought tooth and nail to keep him in there. And even Marlon Brando did not even want to be in this movie. He was like, I got better things to do. Like, I, I don't want to be in here. Unless you're going to give me a huge salary for it, I ain't going to be in here. So he's like, all right, we'll do whatever we can to get you in here. And, we'll pay whatever you want. And, and, and like you said, too, I mean, Al Pacino, everybody knows who he is now. Yeah. But this was... His breakthrough movie. Like, you, literally. You, they, yeah. You, and they didn't even want him. They didn't yeah. even want him to be in there. Like, they tried for years to get him kicked out. Like I said, they, they just wanted him Sounds out of like there. Sounds like they covered everything, almost everything there was possible, and they tracked down everyone still around today to, that made it just to give you everything you need to know about it from what you guys are, from what I'm gathering. Yeah. And like I said, this is not a, like a documentary. No. This is, you know, a series with you know, really talented actors oh, that yes. are really high paid. Yes. Very high production value and everything. I mean, yeah, it's called The Offer, and it's very, very well made. Well, it's funny because they, in the movie, if you guys have watched The Godfather, there's a scene in the movie where uh, Al Pacino is talking to uh, Diane Keaton's character, uh, and he told him about a story about how they were literally, and this is literally what happened. So Luca Brazi was a, uh, was a man who, of course, told him that uh, if they didn't you know, sign his contract, he said either his brains or his signature was going to be on that contract. And luckily, his signature was going to be on that contract instead of his brains. Oh. <laughs> and just, uh, just so people know, I, I don't know the name off the top of my head, but uh, the, the main actor, he was in... Um, well, the shitty Fantastic Four movie. Oh, Miles Teller. Miles Teller, yeah. Yep. And then uh, the other guy that was playing Francis Ford Coppola, he was in uh, the Harry Potter movies. Yes. Um, I forget his name, but I know who you're talking yeah. about. So I'm saying like these are very well-known actors yes. that are in this. It's not like this was just like... Just some, Joe Blow off the street. <laughs> yeah, this, this was a really well-made series. Because yeah. like I said, well, they got you're the talking about... Back literally. behind it, so... Yeah. Well, and literally, like like Paul said, they, Paramount was about to sell literally big time. Yeah. And if it wasn't for this movie, they would have gone bankrupt. Who knows and they where they would have been. Oh, yeah, yeah, and they wouldn't be the industry yep. powerhouses that they would be today. So, so any other quick takes going on, Paul? Uh, not that I can think of. Right on. Big Christmas plans for the weekend? Just usual family fun? Yeah, just Christmas Eve with the parents. And then Christmas Day, head out to DL and be with the, the in-laws. Open a bunch of gifts and... Eat a bunch of food and Christmas is up. Christmas it up, yo. Yep. 
Heck yeah. Not going to Chevy Chase it this year? No Chevy Chase Christmas vacation, <laughs> light bulbs everywhere? Yeah. I already got too much on my plate. <laughs> oh. I can just see Paul, like, literally doing what Chevy Chase does. Like, when he doesn't get that Christmas bonus, it just he literally, like, yelling. A 12-month <laughs> Jelly of the Month Club subscription. <laughs> I'm going somewhere. <laughs> I'm going to go see the boss, man. <laughs> no. Oh. Well, we'll go counterclockwise this week. I'll go. I'll take in next here uh, for my quick takes. Uh, I finished Braun GP, that four-part Hulu documentary on, uh, I believe it's on ESPN Plus also, where it's Keanu Reeves all about the 2009 F1 season and how this independent F1 team had a hell of a rookie year. And, yeah, wrapped up great, told a great story at, just from beginning to end. And just, yeah, awesome to see Keanu Reeves help giving F1 more exposure. So, yeah, definitely track that down. Just a four-parter. Each one's about an hour each. And once they, you wouldn't even have to be into motorsports to dig that one because they really do a good job at, 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 at like explaining any little terms that you don't know about and stuff like that. Kind of like they do in this other quick take I have next. Uh, another sports documentary, uh, Welcome to Wrexham on Hulu. And that is where, do you guys remember a couple of years ago where Ryan Reynolds and the guy from Always Sunny in Philadelphia, I'm sorry, I'm forgetting his name, they bought, uh, yep, they uh, bought a soccer they team. They bought the uh, Wales uh, yeah, football club or yeah. Yeah, soccer. Yeah. Because they're actually friends in real life. Yeah. Mind you, like, ladies and gentlemen, they are friends in real life. <laughs> I, I, I forget the guy from Sunny in Philadelphia the actor's name but uh the the, the more comic relief guy yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah that isn't uh well, uh uh day that is not charlie day the no, other comic Char- relief guy. no uh so that's max so yeah. charlie day and then there's mac yeah so they they buy uh, a wales uh football club that's ranked bottom of the tier mm. and so they're this is kind of them going on their journey uh just trying to build up these guys to get them wins and establish their roster and make them you know better more improved work their way up the ranks and you know reynolds and uh you know mac you know we don't know anything no we don't know anything about running a soccer team but we love soccer we want to see this team succeed so just seeing them build a team of advisors and just just kind of learning the ropes of the soccer uh just business world and just getting exposed to that and then you get to learn meet the soccer players i'm about halfway through the series right now but i've heard from at least several people it's one of the better uh sports documentaries out there for both you know and you don't even have to be a fan of sports to to, to just uh be, to really get your hooks into you. I'm not even like a hardcore soccer fan, but and I'm, I'm really digging it so far. So that's on Hulu. Welcome to Wrexham. And then I rewatched another just Christmas movie while I was wrapping gifts just to have it on in the background. But then like I always do, I just get distracted by it. I find myself more involved in the movie than wrapping presents. And it's just, it was a movie I gave the award for my favorite Hallmark type Christmas movie on our Christmas special. Small Town Santa, Damn it, Dean Kane. Why do you have to kick so much ass in that movie? So oh, I love Dean Kane. Yes, yes. Greatest Superman ever. I love him. Oh yeah, great stuff. Victor, what are your quick takes? Uh, speaking of Mr. Alan Richards, uh, Richard, uh, he, of course, uh, now this is another, uh, this isn't a rumor, guys. This is what he actually said. He said, I want to be the next Batman. And I can't believe he said this. I saw this on my f- Facebook feed, and I'm like, he literally said he wanted to be the next Batman. Whether that comes to fruition? We don't know. I think he would be a fantastic Batman. Who's Alan Richardson again? So, uh, of course, if you all know him, uh, now Tom Cruise, of course, now before we all, you know, get to say, like, wait a minute, wasn't Tom Cruise uh, Jack Reacher? Yes, he was. He did two films with Jack Reacher, which was based on a book of the same name. Um, But uh, he, of course, 
went on to do bigger and bigger things. And then, of course, Mr. Alan Richards, Richards, he played Reacher on the sh- on his show Amazon, uh, which you can find on Amazon Prime, of course, if you want to see that. Um, so yeah. Oh, is he, that the guy that we were just saying was born in Grand Forks? Yep, that's him. Oh and, yeah, he'd be a great, he'd be a great Batman. Yeah. Yeah. No bias. No bias. And I was, I'm very I'm very excited that he he wants to play Batman because I mean I the guy is just huge like if you've seen him in reacher man like that guy's huge i he's need to watch big. reacher are, are you up to speed on the new season of Re- reacher then or oh you? boy they just they just need to leave that man alone <laughs> he just they, they can't ever take him on anytime they mess with that man do you know how big that man is he could throw you outside the bar and that's what oh, he man. did well he's he, actually in um the tv series where it has like uh robin and um it was the Oh, are you talking about the Titan, the new Titans? Yeah, 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 the new Titans. Yeah, he's he's in that series. He is. He, he, what is he? He plays like Falcon or something. Yeah. So, uh, well, I think he plays Hawk. But or uh, Hawk, yeah. Yeah. So he, uh, of course, and mind you, ladies and gentlemen, this isn't the first. Uh, this isn't the first time. If you all were back in the early two thousands, you would remember him as Aquaman, of course, in Smallville. So he played Aquaman. Oh, really? Yep. He played Aquaman Smallville, and he also was Raphael in the Michael Bay a Ninja Turtle movies as well. He also was the funny uh, captain of Blue State. So yeah. He has many hooks in the comic book world. He does. He, he yeah. well, and I, I can see why. He's he's. I mean, he's looks like a comic book character, and he like literally he's fit for it. So I mean, I think he would be a fantastic Batman. That's what I'm saying, dude. Like I was all for it, like one million percent. So. Victor, any other quick takes? Big Christmas stuff going on. Um, like Dale, I'm and Dale and Paul. Of course, you probably you guys are gonna you know go see your families. So I'm going to see my family, of course, uh, here. Uh, we're going to have. Uh, nothing but Christmas cheer, uh, of course, eating food, uh, enjoying presents, and just having a grand old time. I mean, Heck honestly, yeah. that's what I want to do, and like I always do every holiday season. Um, but I will say that um, our favorite tradition, me and my sister, we like to watch the Jim Henson classic, uh, A Muppet's Christmas Carol, which is always wonderful to watch, uh, of course. Now, Jim Henson is not alive, of course, anymore. God rest that man's soul. Um, but his son, Brian Henson, to took over uh, and filmed this wonderful, fantastic movie. So it's always a joy to watch this because it's just the Muppets, man. And if you grew up like me watching the Muppets and Sesame Street, I mean, you'll just have nothing but a grand old time. And I will say, of course, for my last quick takes, um, you guys, I'm super excited because uh, speaking of uh, like Paul's uh, la- uh, movie from, of course, with Ethan Hawke and Julia Roberts, Mahershala Ali, of course, is going to be the next Blade. If you all don't know who he is, is. He is going to be the next Blade. He was in a many great movies like Attila, Bala Angel. He was also in Green Book with Viggo Mortensen, and he will be playing the new Blade movie, of course, very, very soon in the new year. Uh, now, they're still prepping for that movie, so don't get so excited. You know, the movie's not done completely yet. So, great to see Blade uh, return. Yes, and I can't wait to see him cut through a horde of vampires. Uh, he is the same guy that we were saying uh, was in... Uh, leave the world behind. Leave the world behind. Yes. Yep. So he is in that movie with Leave the World Behind. So go see that movie if you haven't seen it. And also, of course, I got to tell, you know, I got to say this, you guys, because I know Paul's excited. I know Dale's excited. And I know I'm excited. I know you're all going to be excited for next year. So get your claws ready, guys, because you're going to go see Mr. Hugh Jackman and Ryan Reynolds, especially, tear each other completely to bloody chunks in their new 
new Deadpool 3 movie. I can't wait to see this. I've been waiting for a when, long time. When does it come out? It is coming out next year. So everyone, like, they're still doing, you know, pre-production stuff of next year. So, like I said, it's coming out in 2024. Uh, they yeah. didn't set a cool release date. Now, like you, we all say, uh, Marvel movies do get pushed back because of other stuff. You know, the writer's strike and other stuff like that. I mean, even though they say it's kind of over, it's not really. But like I said, just be prepared. Don't get mad if it gets pushed back a little bit. They're still going to work stuff out. You know, Ryan Reynolds is a little ticked off that people started releasing, you know, pictures and stuff when they wanted to keep it a secret. So, I guys, am so come stoked on. for it. Yeah, yeah. so you guys got to get ready for this because, like I said, it's Deadpool and Wolverine. And it's Hugh Jackman saying, again, yes to the iconic man it's, it's it's his role man i'm sorry i love those other guys but no it could be wolverine like uh, it's gonna be off yeah the hook. like i, I can't wait <laughs> i'm so excited with I'm you so, guys but yes that's my quick take so all right well with that we are gonna wrap things up here we welcome you to join us live for all future episodes again reminder starting uh january 4th we will be on our new schedule every other thursday at 1 p.m on right here on GFBS on your favorite podcast social media apps uh, or gfbestsource.com and you can find past episodes by searching Grand Forks Best Source everywhere you find podcasts. Again, many thanks to Victor. Thank you, you guys. I'm always, always excited to be here. And though, of course, don't forget that our schedule has changed. But don't, that doesn't mean we're not going to give you the most incredible pop culture it takes here and there. So you guys got to tune in next year and just get everything from the new year, from your old year, and then just get it to the new year because we're going to give you as big as we can all the time. So we love you guys. And, of course, if we don't see you, happy Christmas and happy new year. And remember always keep it pop culture you guys come on <laughs> oh very astutely said many thanks to naughty or nice producer paul he's always there's, with there's us. his chair he's riding the production right now he's with us in spirit of course <laughs> and again we will see you in two weeks january 4th our new thursday every other thursday schedule where we will be debating wildly as we rank our top 10 films of the year for 2023 for our two-year anniversary special. Until then, we wish you all a safe and Merry Christmas and a righteous and happy new year. Goodbye.